Welcome. You are listening to Intentional Conversations from Nika White Consulting, an encore presentation of our weekly vodcast where we intersect diversity, equity, and inclusion with leadership and business. Let the conversation begin. Now, vodcast community, you know what happens right before we bring on our guest co-host for the week. I always take a moment to pause and to read the official bio of our guest co-host. And I do this because I want you all to understand the accolades, the credentials in which our guest co-host shows up to today's experience. And so I'm going to do that at this time. Tammy Darmel Moore is an award-winning visionary, social entrepreneur, social innovation change maker, and impact investor with more than two decades of experience in corporate America. She has a proven track record of helping enterprises flourish exponentially through her keen business acumen and strategic insights. Tammy is an aspiring leader with a passion for service and community, having volunteered with various organizations and served on executive boards with impactful missions. Her life-changing trip to Ethiopia in 2019 inspired her to establish Footprints in Africa, a 501c3 organization committed to improving the lives of those in poverty-stricken communities throughout Africa. Despite the challenges of building a nonprofit from the ground up during a pandemic, Tammy's unwavering vision, compassion, and love for the African continent have led Footprints in Africa to remarkable achievements. Tammy has an impressive professional profile that demonstrates her exceptional knowledge and expertise. She is the CEO and president of Chayel Enterprises LLC, a parent company of two entities, Therapeutic Touch and More and Associates, and a subsidiary, Footprints in Africa. Tammy's international authority has earned her the position of a vested executive advisory board member at Entrepreneurship Village, the world's first entrepreneurship village in Nigeria. The impressive compound is also known as the Silicon Valley of Africa. Her appointment to this prestigious founding position is a testament to her expertise and leadership skills in business development. Tammy is highly educated, holding a Bachelor of Liberal Arts and Business Administration with extensive accounting studies from Furman University. She also completed a rigorous project management professional program at the University of South Carolina. Additionally, Tammy has two executive business certifications in innovation, finance, and social innovation from the University of Cape Town, a research university in South Africa, thus earning honors recognition in both programs. She also holds four executive certifications in intellectual property law from Pennsylvania University and an elite business certification in women's entrepreneurship from Cornell University. Tammy is also part of an exclusive group of graduates with market recognition as a NASDAQ milestone alum. Tammy's impact is undeniable both in the business world and the community from numerous awards and recognitions she has received, including being featured in a National Women's History Month spotlight, Black History Month spotlight, and even having her name displayed on the NASDAQ marquee in New York Times Square. Tammy is a force to reckon with and her influence continues to grow. She is a native of Greenville, South Carolina, where I am based, where she resides presently, and her exceptional leadership skills, dedication to service, and impressive achievements make her a true inspiration and force for positive change. So you know what to do at this point in time. I'm gonna stop sharing my screen and I'm going to invite Tammy to be added to the spotlight. I'm gonna do that right now. 
And we're so excited to have you here today, Tammy. Let me get you added to the spotlight. There we go. And um, one of the things that we do here at Intentional Conversations podcast is that we will allow you to greet the audience in your own way. But as our community is finding those accolades, those emojis to welcome you and to show gratitude for you being with us today, um, I want you to share with us one thing that we may not know about you or would or could not know about you from reading your bio, we just heard, or from looking at your LinkedIn profile. So this is where we want you to share with us something maybe that um, is a bit of a fun fact or interesting tidbit, maybe some intersecting identities, but this just helps us to kind of deepen our connection with you as our guest co-host today. And welcome, my friend. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, dear. I appreciate the invite. And good morning, beautiful people, to each and every one of you that have taken the time to be with us this morning. I truly appreciate it. Um, I'm listening to you read my bio, and I'm like, I've been working. <laughs> you know, you've been working. Loud. <laughs> yes, you've been working. Um, so something that you all may not know about me from social media, or that's my bio, I am a licensed cosmetologist and a certified masseuse. Yeah. Love that. You're so well-rounded. I mean, you're right. As I was reading your bio, I was like, oh my goodness. And Tammy, you and I have known each other for years. I mean, like yeah. years. And so mm -hmm. I was I was telling Tammy as we were prepping for the top of the hour that um, as I was reviewing her bio once again, I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I'm just like so impressed. I mean, you're like, you have so many Thank things you. that you've checked off and that you've done. And I, I never want to take that for granted, especially during this Black History Month, when we need to be leaning into um, uplifting our brothers and our sisters. And so I am, I'm definitely... I'm sending you lots of flowers. And Thank so, um, yes, 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 absolutely. Okay, so I want to jump right in and I want you to tell us all about Footprint in Africa. What yes. was the impetus of starting it? What is it all about? Give us some insight there. Thank you. First of all, Footprints in Africa is my baby. Absolutely <laughs> my baby. It's my third child. Um, Footprints in Africa is a 501c3 um, international organization that is committed to aiding the people of Africa, uh, more specifically those that live in poverty-stricken communities um, with the necessities they need to maintain a standard quality of life. I think people miss that part. We're talking about standard, the basics, things that wow. most of us take for granted. Um, it was founded in 2019. Um, the steps, I would say, my trip in Ethiopia in 2019 was a personal trip um, as a, a parent that has raised um, two young adults. Um, my goal was to travel the world and um, do more than buy shoes and clothes, you know, because we have plenty of that stuff. <laughs> and so I said, I'm going to travel the world. In less than two years, I went to four continents and 34, 36 countries within two years. Wow. And one of those countries were was um, Ethiopia in 2019. And that trip in and of itself was totally different than anywhere else I've been. I've been to a lot of places. Yes. Um, it was kindred spirits. I felt like I was at home. Um, that was the first place I took my shoes off to make sure the soles of my feet literally touched the ground because it was that important to me. Uh, I just fell in love with the people, the continent itself, the food, the culture. But I saw a great need um, for the people there. And we we hear the stories. We've seen the, the National yeah. Geographic shows and the big bellies and the flies and, and such. But that's not Africa in totality. It's so much bigger than that. Um, it has a lot to offer. It's rich in culture. It's rich in tradition and history. But I saw a need there um, while I was in the bush for three days. 
And I said, you know, I can I can't fix everything, but I can fix this. I can make sure these babies have shoes. And so I came back to the States and I reached out to my family members and friends. Uh, and within two weeks time, we had over a hundred pairs of shoes. I didn't share it on social media. Like I said, I reached out to my family members and my friends. And at this time, we were trying to figure out what was going on with the pandemic. We didn't really know wow. what it was at the time. And so um, everyone I knew was at home cleaning out closets and cleaning out garages because we had time on our hands. And so I, I said, I know you guys have shoes. Um, I, I need those shoes. And literally within less than two weeks, we had over a hundred pairs of shoes. And so as this pandemic came to be, we had a name now. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not one to sit and hit my thumbs together. I, I'm a make things happen type of gal. Let, let me see what we can come up with while we have this idle time. And so I actually put it in writing, Footprints in Africa. I registered with the state during the pandemic and everyone thought I was crazy. How in the world are you going to help folks in Africa when we're in need ourselves? You know, um, this is something that we're not familiar with and you're trying to help another continent. And so my answer to that is we have Meals on Wheels. We have Salvation Army, we have United Ministries, we have stimulus checks, there's food stamps, there's AFDC, I mean, all kinds of things. We have resources here in the States. Africa does not. The most help they get is from the United States. And so when we're in need, like we were when the pandemic first hit, all resources stay at home. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I so I, that, I, I registered the, the, the organization, called it Footprints in Africa, because while I was in the continent of Africa, I saw more footprints than I saw shoe prints. Oh, yeah. I love that. I've always been curious about um, how the name came to be. And so thank you so much for telling that story. And by the way, you are you're a great storyteller. I'm not sure if someone's ever told you that, but I was feeling like I was on that journey with you as you were just talking about what led to what was the impetus of, of finding um, this this organization. And so thank you so much. And I also love the amplification of standard living, right? Because you're so right. You know, we don't necessarily, we take a lot for granted. And um, I can only imagine that that experience was so powerful and meaningful. And I'm so glad that you did not let um, what could have been, you know, some of the negativity in your ear to prevent you from moving forward, especially to your point during the time of a pandemic where people were, there was a lot that was going on, right? And so I really do appreciate that. We are, we have um, placed into the chat a link to the website, uh, Footprints in Africa. I hope you will take a moment to kind of review that. Now, of course, this was happening during the pandemic. And um, as I was reading your bio, I did go on to just mention at a high level that um, in spite of the pandemic occurring during this time of, of launch and, and, and establishment of Footprints in Africa, um, you still were able to realize really significant achievements. So maybe beyond just the collection of shoes that you were able to provide, tell me about some of the other um, achievements that you can highlight for us that Footprints in Africa is, is partly responsible for? We've done so much. And when I think about it, I'm like, it, it has to be God. It, it's yeah. bigger than me. It's, it's so mm -hmm. much bigger than me. Because within a short period of time, we're three and a half years old. And I would say around the year and a half, maybe two year mark, we'd already sponsored a young man's higher education in the Gambia. He's now in his mm -hmm. third year. Um, he'll be graduating. So we're running simultaneously with our age because when we met him, he was one semester in and in default of his um, his tuition. 
And so we got him caught up and we've been paying every since. So he is in his third year. I'm so proud. It's like having a second child in school because my son is also in school. And so um, we've done that. We have a legacy scholarship is what it's called, a legacy scholarship for higher mm -hmm. education. We also extend Igniting Dreams grants. Um, the Igniting Dreams grant is one of our core initiatives because um, the, the people in those poverty-stricken areas that we actually aid, they don't have room to dream. And we're all dreamers. We all want more. Right. We all mm -hmm. aspire to, um, you know, to have a better life and, and we want to do such things. But because of their situations, their main concern is what am I going to eat today? Right. Um, you know, do we have enough blankets? Because there's no heat. Mm -hmm. Do we have mm -hmm. enough blankets? Um, do, do we have tuition money for the kids to come go to school? Because school, daily school, they pay tuition fee to go to elementary school middle school, high school, whereas we go for free public school. Right. And so um, those are things that we try to tap in to make sure that our programs, projects, and core initiatives are not just impactful, but also um, sustainable. And so the things we do, such as our programs and projects, uh, are exactly that. So we have our core initiative of Igniting Dreams. We fund grants once a year to an individual that we see has that go-getter mentality that has that light that just needs an extra push. So we're literally shedding light on dark areas. That's why we call it Igniting Dreams. One young man, he was a sailor in the Gambia, taking tourists from the inland out to Kunta Kinte's Island is how I met him. Mm -hmm. And so although he's a sailor by day in the hot sun, rowing the boat to get us tourists from one end to the next, he would sing the whole time. And so finally I asked him, you know, what is it that you're singing? You've been singing the whole time. He said, I get joy out of singing, my sister. I really want everyone to hear my music. And so one thing led to another. We ended up having lunch together. Long story short, I ended up funding his um, studio time. Three sessions, sessions in the studio. I paid for his music video and bought him an outfit. Ask me how much all that cost. $100. Mm. $100. He is now a well-known artist in his community. He gives back to the local schools. He provides for his family. Then we turned around the next year and paid for his artist card. An artist card is like a CDL license for a truck driver. So mm -hmm. that's that extra credential that you need to get to the next level. Yeah. So he is just yeah. flourishing as a young artist. Uh, one year we did a young man in Nigeria. We commissioned him to do our theme song. So Footprints in Africa has a theme song um, actually entitled Footprints in Africa, written by a Nigerian artist. He's won all kinds of awards and accolades. So anytime we sew into, um, we try to sew into as many Africans as possible. Our website was done by an African. Mm. So I'm, I'm sincere when I say we're literally helping those in any way possible. Our pamphlets were done by a young lady in Egypt. Our mm -hmm. member certificates were done by a young lady in Nigeria. I always go back to those that I'm helping because how can I say that I'm trying to make a difference when there there's talent in those areas, right. but I overlook them and so money elsewhere. It doesn't. Mm. Uh, Absolutely. So, so that's two of the programs that we have. And one more would be, um, we sponsored 12 schools in Kenya. I'm very proud of all my projects, but this one here just really tugs at my heart. Um, the project in Kenya, we sponsored 12 schools. The goal was 
Doing that, we would have 1,500 children eat several meals a day. And we did this through our Life Garden program. So we teach them how to actually um, cultivate the land, what they already have. Yeah. It's in their DNA. Yeah. They've been doing it for generations. So it's nothing new, but we teach them a way for longevity. Mm -hmm. You plant more than enough. And that way, the excessive that you guys don't believe in doing because it's a waste, we teach you to go ahead and do it while the land is plentiful, while the crops are producing a, a great harvest. And then you sell that to the tourists. Yeah. You, you know, my background is business development. So any kind of way I can take something and make something happen, that's what I do. And so I dare not go to Africa and see all these gifts and talents go to waste. So I teach them, you're entrepreneurs. You have a skill set that can't be duplicated. We're going to turn, you know, we're going to switch the narrative on this. You doing things for free. You let people eat off you. Not on my watch. Yeah. On my watch. <laughs> so, yeah. So instead of the 1,500 that we were supposed to be feeding out of the 12 schools, we're now feeding well over 5,000 students. Wow. And I'm thinking, I'm not uh, a subject matter expert when it comes to mathematics or anything, but I do know those numbers are greatly different than what we anticipated. What happened? They said, well, the word has gotten around that there's an American doing well for the students here. So attendance in school has increased. That's something wow. I didn't consider. It wow. more than tripled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a comment into the chat that says this is amazing. And amazing is is definitely the word. And I am I'm so in awe of you because as I said, Tammy and I've been knowing each other for a long time. And I knew about footprints in Africa, but I was not nearly aware of the extent of this impact. And so I am so, so, so proud of you, first and foremost. And um, I am glad that you are here today to share because we need more people to be fully aware of, of Footprints in Africa and also aware and inspired by the story of just one person, one person's impact, you know, just by caring enough. I heard you say that you, in order to make a difference, you need to make a difference in the talent that's already here, right? That is something that I think translates across this whole entire broad conversation of equity and inclusion, because oftentimes people that don't have those opportunities, they do have the talent, but they're still overlooked, right? Yes. So I think there's a great connection point there. Um, so I am curious, all that you've done, I know you're 501c3, how are you primarily funded? Do you have like um, very specific strategies that allows you to be able to raise the dollars necessary to continue to provide this support? I think it's important for this audience to know that. There could be some folks here who want to be able to align resources um, to help further the work of Footprints of Africa. Thank you for that. The need is great. I can't emphasize that enough. And I understand everyone is not in a position to give financially, but there's so many ways you can get involved, so many ways you can get involved. But I'll start by answering Dr. Nico White's question. Um, I'm big on collaboration, partnership. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense to try to recreate the wheel. And so I'm intentional with my partnerships. I'm intentional with alignment. Um, those that believe in the mission and vision, those that are actually doing the work and not trying to ride the wave, you know, you, you get what I'm saying? Yep. And yeah, so you get that a lot. And you know, my inbox stays full. I get a lot of messages, instant messages, phone calls. And so my question is always, what are you currently doing in Africa? Have you been to the motherland? And it's not a, a prerequisite to, for us to collaborate. But yeah. if I don't see a genuine concern for the people there, um, a, a genuine um, 
where you've actually got something in place or have something in mind, where you're not just trying to come to the table, but you're actually bringing something to the table. That's what I'm looking for. So those collaborative partnerships actually propel us to the next level. And so what I do is when I look for projects, first of all, the need, number one. Uh, number two, is it something that we can really make an impact? We can make a difference. And is it sustainable? Because I don't want to go to an area and give out water bottles. And then when we leave, they're still thirsty. Yeah. That makes no sense. That makes yeah. absolutely no sense. And so one of the projects that we have was actually a core initiative that actually has been the, the saving grace for this organization. Because, of course, we get, we get grants, uh, mm -hmm. we get donations, but that's not consistent. That's right. like praying something comes in, in all honesty. It's not, um, we want to be where the funds are, where we can really rely on them. We're not there yet. So what we do in order to sustain ourselves is you put programs and projects in place that actually turn a revenue. One of our core initiatives is preserving the skill craftsmanship of Africa. And so we do that by making available authentic African items in our online store. We buy directly from the locals, skilled craftsmen, those artisans that have skill sets that you cannot duplicate. So instead of us going to Africa and giving handouts, because Africans are very proud people, contrary to what most may believe, um, they think that everyone's sitting there with their hands out. That's not the case. Wow. And, yeah. and so instead of us making them feel less than, um, making them feel unworthy, we highlight their gifts and talents and we pay them a fair wage for their products. Mm. And so they're proud to do business with us. I mean, they reach out to me on a regular basis. I have a new product, Miss Tammy, or sister, as, as most will say. And so we buy directly from them. We pay them a fair wage. We don't haggle and, and try to give them very little because of their situation. Yeah. You know, my, my point is to help, um, not put them in a situation where they feel they have to do business with me in order to get money. You know, I want right. them to, to know that, that you are a business owner. You know, I, I, I emphasize that all the time. And I'm paying you for a product that I couldn't get elsewhere. I'm happy to do business with you. So, of course, we bring it back here to the States. Um, we turn it for a profit because um, it is a business. Right. Just be very clear on that. So I can't sell it for little or nothing because, you know, what I paid for in Africa, bring it back here and sell it to you for that. That makes that doesn't make good business sense. Right. So we sell it for a profit. We take those funds and sew them back into our programs and projects. So on our website, which is Alki Boulon, Footprints in Africa's Cultural Emporium, Alki Boulon is the original word for Africa, in case you guys are wondering. So Alki Boulon is our online um, store. And so there we have over 2,000 pieces. We have brand items, and I would say probably 3% of the website are brand items, like t-shirts and hats and um, things of that such. The other 97% are authentic African items, like my earrings, which are from Kenya. They are mm -hmm. solid African brass and bone. Um, my ring, solid African brass and bone. Uh -huh. um, my dress is from Senegal. It is not tie-dye. It is batik, B-A-T-I-K. So if you want to Google that, it, there's that's a skill set, again, that goes back yes. to generations um, that cannot be duplicated. And so we have some beautiful things on our website. So when you hear me say that shopping with us truly makes a difference, it truly makes a difference. Number one, we're buying directly from the, the people in Africa. So everything is authentic. We don't do African inspired. Number two, 
we take those funds and so back into our programs and projects, such as our legacy scholarship, which we're paying for a young man to go to school in the Gambia, such as our 12 schools in Kenya with our life gardens. Um, our, our, um, another core initiative is the Igniting Dreams grant. So the money cycles. Yes. Cycles. So yes. you're making a difference when you shop with Footprints in Africa. This is, uh, this is, this is truly amazing. Um, you have thought about everything, Tammy, and I love the sustainability of it. I love that um, there is a very strategic plan and approach that is effective in being able to have money cycling back to be able to put towards the programming and the efforts. I think that is tremendous. So tell me about your team. I mean, obviously, this is your baby, as you have named it. Um, and so you've been the visionary and and in many ways, you've been the executor of a lot of the collaborations in terms of really building those strategic alliances. But um, as I listen to you talk about all of the impact, I would imagine that there's like maybe an army of people that are connected to <laughs> to yeah. you. And so no, just, just have to really understand um, from a capacity perspective, I mean, outside of, of course, the collaborations, which I'm sure that is really big, those partnerships, but is it really just you from a day-to-day -day perspective? It's, it's kind of, wow. I am That's the person. Impressive. That's I am impressive. The person. And I'll be honest, when I first started out, I was thinking, you know, you need to get all these people because I'm a visionary. So I see way mm. down the road before we actually get there. So I know what I want it to look like. I know what I'm working towards, I guess I would yeah. say. And so when you're not there, you're, you're, you're churning at it, you know, you're trying to make it happen. And so how would I say this without coming across crass? People want to come on board, you know, Yeah. If you don't see the vision and I'm oh, trying absolutely. to, it, it's not going to work. Yeah. I, I'm not going to spend my time and energy trying to get your buy-in trying to mm. sell you on what I see, you know? Um, sharing is one thing, but convincing you when you just don't see the relevance, when yeah. you just you feel like it's a mute cause that we could be doing else, other things, or when you're trying to water it down. That we won't do. That yeah. we won't do. Um, yeah. Non-negotiable for me. Yeah, we won't dilute the impact. No, not um, at all. And then we yeah. have some, some beautiful people come aboard and, and volunteer their time. But as always, I try to circle back to those that I'm actually helping because they get it. They're sure. just as passionate as I am because as they say, you're helping us, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, mm -hmm. I say to them often, I am you. Yeah, you know? absolutely, um, absolutely. Um, so, um now yeah. you shared with us that this was inspired by your trip to Ethiopia, and yeah. um, and then you you further mentioned that sometimes you ask people, "Have you ever been to the the country?" Right, and not that that's a prerequisite as you did share for being able to be aligned with footprints in Africa, but obviously experiencing it firsthand, uh, I'm sure makes a big difference because that is again where you found the inspiration to I want to do more, I want to do more, I want to be deeply connected to this community, the people in in this area area. And um, let's let, let's really just unpack the, the fact that being able to um, afford the time and the resources to travel to all those different continents is not something that's commonplace for everyone, especially a lot of um, Black individuals. And so 
I'm always um, curious and love to engage in conversations about that because I would imagine that there are a lot of people who would want to visit the country, will want to understand more and have that direct experience, but it's just not within their, their wheelhouse to be able to do that. It is a place of privilege. And so I'm just curious as to what are some ways that if people aren't as well traveled, but they do want to have that direct experience, that they can get a bit more intimate and closer to, to what's happening. Thank you. Um, because I don't want folks to think that everyone has to be in, in, in one bucket in order to um, journey with me, which which is yeah. one of our taglines. Um, yeah. um, that's not the case at all. There's so many different ways you can get involved. Um, one being you can partner with us. Um, of course, you can um, start a work campaign. Um, you can make a donation, no matter what that dollar amount mm -hmm. is. No amount is too small. You just heard me say I gave a young man $100 that paid for three studio sessions, a music yeah. video, and an outfit. Funds go a long way in those rural areas of Africa. So I don't want you to think that you have to um, you know, write an enormous check. That's not the case at all. So you can make a donation. You can start a work campaign. Um, you can volunteer your time. If you have a skill set of something that you feel that would benefit us, even highlighting mm -hmm. us in such a way that Dr. Nika White has chosen to do today, you know, um, sharing our content on social media, um, which is also one of our core initiatives is to educate um, those that follow us here in the United States on the history, tradition, and culture of Africa. So yes. we don't want to just be asking as a nonprofit for you guys to give, 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 give. Uh, we want to actually give something back to you in return. So although I am not a, what I would consider a history buff or the expert in all things Africa, as I learn, I'm intentional about learning about the different things in Africa. So as I learn, um, I, I am committed to sharing that information with you all. So every day on social media, we're posting. On Sundays, we do dispelling myths and unveiling truths. It's always something about Africa. On Mondays, it's an African proverb because African proverbs, um, you know, go back for a very, very long mm -hmm. time, for decades. It's been the undergird of our people, um, mm -hmm. inspiring, motivating, encouraging them. So African um, proverbs are very um, substantial at Footprints in Africa. We absolutely love them. So again, on Sundays, we dispel myths and unveil truths. On Mondays, it's uh, African proverbs. On Tuesdays, it's Truth Bearer Tuesday, always something about Africa. And so we have a little bronze lady with the water pouring out. She's bearing the truth. On mm -hmm. Wednesday, it's Wild Wednesday. We show something in the news taking place in Africa. So it's international news, Wild Wednesday. On Thursday, it's Thought Provoking Thursday. Again, something about Africa that makes you think, something that you had no clue about. On Friday, we give you another African proverb. Because again, it's very important to us. Yes. We get two a week. <laughs> on Saturdays, <laughs> it sells something Saturday. We're highlighting something from our online store. And then we start it all over again. So every it. day, you know, you can tune into our social platforms and you're going to leave with some type of nugget, something yeah. that you had no clue about. Simply by logging in, checking our page. And of course, you know, we, we'd like for you to engage, leave a comment, share, you know, like. But um, that's our way of giving back to you all. It's one of our core initiatives. 
Yeah, the education piece is precisely where I was hoping you would take your response to that question, because again, I think there's a lot of people who desire to maybe be be able to travel um, and, and experience these areas, you know, firsthand. Um, but if you can't, that's still not an excuse to have a connection and to be much, much more knowledgeable. And so I love the fact that you have so many different ways that people can um, educate themselves and, and um, deepen their knowledge and understanding of what's happening um, in Africa. So we're going to be shifting, Tammy, momentarily. I want to give the audience an opportunity to ask any questions or share any comments that you may have for our guest co-host today, Tammy. Um, but you can do that actually a couple different ways, one of which is you can go to the chat and place it into the chat. We're watching that. And if you're LinkedIn Live, go to the comment section. We'll bring those questions over here. Or if you are part of the Zoom community and you wish to be added to the spotlight, um, use the raise hand feature that lets us know that you're willing to be called upon and invited to unmute yourself and share. Um, while you're percolating on maybe some of your questions or comments and, you know, as your curiosities are starting to surface, I'm going to go to the next question just to give you a moment on that. But um, I want to talk, Tammy, about the um, your involvement with the Entrepreneurship Village in Nigeria, because, again, you have expressed to us that part of the, the programming and the offerings is to make sure that you are um, encouraging the people in Africa to recognize their skill sets and to um, to be to grow their business acumen um, as a way of sustaining themselves. And so tell us a little bit more about how you came to connect with the Entrepreneurship Village in Nigeria. I know that you're an executive advisory board member, um, but what insights can you share about fostering entrepreneurship and innovation? First of all, E-Village is what is affectionately known as the Entrepreneurship e -Village. Um, Village in Nigeria. E-Village, I was not aware of, of this um, organization, had no clue. I'm just, just chucking along, doing the work and trying to collaborate with those that actually see the vision. And so someone reached out to me on LinkedIn. Let me plug that again. Someone reached out to me on LinkedIn. <laughs> you're not on LinkedIn. You're really sleeping, sleeping on the, the value there. I've been a part there of you go. a great while. And I've met some beautiful people there, have been able to make some things happen that I probably wasn't able to do otherwise, um, even before Footprints in Africa. So I, I really enjoy that platform. But yeah, someone reached out to me on LinkedIn about this um, vision they had. And I was like, okay, um, I just kind of send me the information. I'll look at it later. And when I finally took a look at the package, I was like, oh, wow. I have to be a part of this. They think they need me. I need to be a part of this. Um, the Entrepreneurship Village is the first of its kind in the world. So what this is, the compound that we're developing right now, acres and acres of land, so they call it a compound. Um, mm -hmm. This compound consists of what will be um, 15, 12 to 15 different villages, or not villages, it's gonna be a compound village, but upright buildings. And so I guess the best way to relate it to what we're accustomed to, a college university. Mm -hmm. You go to visit a college, you know, there's a lot of buildings on it. There's a lot of um, different resources. This mm -hmm. is what this compound is going to be, but strictly for entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And so although the, the compound isn't open for business, we're already at 97%, 96, 97%, 96 and 97% enrollment. Wow. Yes. Enrollment. People are coming from everywhere from Africa. You know, it's 54 African countries. So we have students throughout Africa already registered. And then we already have individuals asking us to do a satellite in Europe and other wow. countries as well. Um, 
But the entrepreneurship village will actually nurture, encourage, lend resources to those individuals that think outside the box. Mm -hmm. Those individuals that are called crazy, that you can't make a living off that. Why do you think that's um, doable? You need to play it safe. Um, this is what's going to bring you the money. Um, you need to go to school for this. We actually are uh, putting together a safe place that's going to nurture those types of thinking. So it's an yeah. entrepreneurship college um, for musicians, for producers, for um, directors, whether it be TV, movie, um, anything you can think of, this is the place for you to come and make things happen. So if you mm -hmm. took that idea elsewhere, and people thought you were crazy, we want you over here. Yeah, no, that's, I, that's I great. I can tell your passion and your excitement for it. And, you know, we know that um, being in isolation as an entrepreneur is, is, is not good. We need to be in community with others, you know, to make sure that we are staying motivated and encouraged and we're exchanging kind of, you know, stories and best practices to really be able to support our brothers and sisters. And so I love that through this, this compound, this community is going to allow the, um, a great level of more intentional interaction across all those who are kind of entrepreneurial minded. So and keep us posted. Add, I'm sorry. And might I add that um, we have our first ribbon cutting ceremony this year, November, we're having an entrepreneurship festival because um, it's entrepreneurship week in November in Africa. It's, it's the global okay. thing. So we decided to, instead of us, you know, trying to do something another time, let's go ahead and, and, and get in on this activity during this week. Right. We're doing our ribbon cutting ceremony this year in um, Nigeria. The first building will be erected. So we'll actually be able to walk in and see it and feel it and touch it. And um, there'll be a bust of your girl from head to shoulder in the foyer. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, and so hopefully I'll be able to do some live featuring so those back at home can see yes. And as soon as I have the content, the link to share with you guys, which will be soon, I'll invite the general public to come and join us for the ribbon cutting ceremony. So if someone wants to travel to Nigeria, you can see firsthand e-village. You can actually put your feet, the soles of your feet on the ground. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. You should be. What, what a great accomplishment. Um, so I'm not seeing any hands raised so far. So, but I do have another question. So, well, maybe we're continuing to think about um, some curiosities that are that are coming up for us. Um, I want to give you a chance to talk about an event that you're hosting that's coming up, and it's called the Marketplace. And my understanding, this is for local businesses, and it's a fundraiser effort for the education aspect of of what you're doing. So, um, can you give us more information? Tell us what you're hoping to achieve, and is there a way for those of us that are interested? and getting involved and participating. Yes, the marketplace presented by Footprints in Africa will take place on Saturday, March 30th at the Hyatt Regency downtown Greenville. Okay. It's going to be from 10 to 6 p.m. It's an indoor event. So if it's cold, raining, whatever the case may be, we're good. Um, the marketplace is exactly what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. It will be a hub of different business owners, um, local entrepreneurs, movers and shakers, whether you have a tangible item for sale or whether you have a service item, you know, you offering a service, we invite you to come and join us. Uh, we have vendor tables available. We provide the table, two chairs, the tablecloth. You pay the flat fee of 125, which is a great investment for your business. 
It's going to put you in front of audience that you wouldn't normally see. It's going to be a diverse audience, um, which is a plus. And what many probably don't know is March is International Month. And so during that month, we're taking advantage of it being International Month. So we're going to highlight um, the culture of Africa. We're going to share some tidbits with you throughout the evening that you probably didn't know about. We're going to make it fun. We're going to give away door prizes. All you need to do is register for the event and you'll have a great chance of winning a door prize. Um, any and everyone is welcome. Um, it's all inclusive. It's a family friendly, friendly event. So you can bring you know, your parents, your children, the little ones. Um, it's wheelchair accessible. So don't allow any of those things you may be thinking, you know, is this for me? She's talking about Africa. It's for everyone. It's an opportunity for us all to learn. Uh, um, I always encourage folks um, not to be, um, not to automatically think because we deal with Africa that it's for black people. It's for mm -hmm. Africa. Sure. It's for yeah. anyone who wants to learn. It's for anyone who's interested in the different types of um, culture and history and traditions. Because as, as a group of people, we live on this earth together. Absolutely. So uh, we don't want anyone to feel a way or feel um, that it's for a particular group. That's not the case. Right. That's not the case Absolutely. at all. Absolutely. Join us. Um, the funds for the vendor table, of course, that's, it's a fundraiser. So we'll take those funds and so back into our mission and vision. And it also gives you, the business owners, the opportunity to be um, to put your, your products in front of other folks. And yes. so it's just a win-win for everyone involved. Truly a win-win for everyone involved. I love this. And um, so if you're not local to Greenville, then maybe there's some other ways in which you can support as we've shared throughout this, this hour, um, Footprints in Africa. But um, I am marking my calendar because this sounds amazing. And I'm so glad that um, we are communicating today because this was not on my radar, the event at the end of March. And it is kind of the international month. And so I know that Greenville and so many other areas will have lots of different ways in which they're recognizing that. Um, so, so really great. And then the link is actually into the chat. And so so we hope that you will take advantage of clicking that link and learning a bit more. Um, so, uh, you know, we have about 10 minutes left and I also want to address, um, you know, purpose-driven work because obviously you are directly in the center of purpose-driven work. And so what advice would you give to others who are looking to make a shift or maybe just add on to what they're already doing to ensure that um, they are leaning into purpose-driven work? What should they be thinking about and doing to, to find their way into that space of purpose-driven work? If it's tugging at you, take the necessary steps to make it happen. Um, and don't wait for the buy-in of other people. Don't wait for others to support you. You'll find your village along the way. Trust and believe. But you've got to show up yourself and actually start doing the work. And then you can't do it for awards or accolades because you want to be front and center because that'll die out real soon. <laughs> Um, you, you got to really be passionate about it and you got to go at it whether others support you or not, because it has to be bigger than you in order for it to be sustained. Mm -hmm. Number one, it has to be bigger than you. Um, so if you're doing it for selfish reasons, it's not going to last long. Yeah. Um, and I'll use myself as an example. We started this, I say we, because I can't do it by myself, whether it's just vibes coming my way, whether it's a prayer uh, whether it's you leaving me a comment, inboxing me, all that helps, you know, all that helps. Good energy helps. Um, so I say that to say, I started this international organization during the pandemic. 
when most thought I was absolutely crazy. And here we are, um, three and a half years later, yeah. feeding over 5,000 um, children, several meals a day, paying for a young man's education in the Gambia, um, have this online store with over 2,000 products, where out of 54 African countries, we bought from 37 of them. The goal is to buy from Afri every African country. We bought from 37 mm -hmm. out of 54. Mind you, I'm stateside. We're headquartered here in South Carolina, but mm -hmm. our work is in Africa. So had I listened to the naysayers, you're doing this during a pandemic. We would be feeding over 5,000 children several meals a day. A young man would be receiving an education right now. We wouldn't be igniting dreams, you know? Um, and we, uh, I forgot this, but just six months ago, we rolled out micro business loans. Within six months, we gave away 12 business loans. And I was told, they're not gonna pay you back. Why would you give them a loan? You're not even there to make sure you get your money back. Well, that's where your partnerships come in at. Yeah. And so out of the 12 micro loans we've given thus far, one has defaulted, but they're paying back, but they're paying back slow. Two have paid it off. And so we have well, nine, we have nine that are paying on time. Mind you, I'm in Greenville, South Carolina <laughs> with 12 micro loans in Africa, people that I have not met one-on-one, -on -one, but I stay in contact with them. I make sure there's boots on the ground that keeps them accountable. So we're not just giving away money. There's tool sets in place. There's accountability in place. Um, my, my background of business development has truly been a godsend because during my 20 plus years in corporate America, it has prepared me for a time such as this. Such as this. I love that. I think sometimes we take for granted how um, a small gesture of just a little bit of money can really set someone up to, to change the trajectory of their future and even like the, the, the future of those that are connected to that person. And so let's never demise um, you know, ways in which we show up in small ways because it really can be significant in the lives of those who are on the receiving Absolutely. end. And, and that's what you have amplified today through all of the stories. Um, I, I do wanna emphasize that the shoe drive you talked about earlier is called Souls for Africa. Um, that's the annual community shoe drive that's gonna kick off at the vendor social event that we've placed into the chat. So I did want to also mention that. Is there more that you wanna say about the Souls for Africa initiative? Yes, yeah, Souls for Africa is a great way to get involved. So if you don't have a financial means to give monetarily, there's so many other ways to get involved, and one being Souls for Africa. It's our annual community shoe drive. We have 12 community partners throughout the upstate of South Carolina, and so we make it very convenient for you to donate your gently used light new shoes. There's a tub at each location, along with some literature. You take your gently used shoes that are clean, <laughs> and you leave those in the bin at that particular location. So again, there's 12 locations throughout the upstate. You take it to the location that's most convenient for you. Um, and that's basically it. And it's just so much bigger than giving shoes. Let me just put a pin there. When you donate your gently used shoes, we in turn give those shoes to those living in remote areas, those that usually walk barefooted or have shoes that are dilapidated, that have feet protruding out. So if they step mm -hmm. on something, they're at risk of being, um, you know, contaminated, you know, right. um, what do you call it? Parasitic diseases. And so mm -hmm. toes and feet are amputated because of that. And so parents have to make a tough decision. Do I let my child walk to school knowing that they don't have shoes or they don't have proper shoes? And most parents say no. 
So it's a domino effect. So not only do they not have shoes, they're not educated. That's a mm. problem. So they're not getting that problem. education. So when you donate your shoes, you're not only doing the helping with the health part of it, um, covering someone's feet because shoes, you know, they serve a real purpose. They protect your feet. Um, so in addition to that, you're also making it possible for that child to get an education. And so we take so all nice. types of shoes for um, children, teenagers, men, women, any type of shoes, as long as they're gently used, like new, and they're clean. And this runs for three consecutive months from April through June. You have the option of dropping those shoes out, dropping those shoes off at any location. And if you want to be a community partner, um, send me a message. Um, my information is in the chat, I'm sure. Send me a message. We'll talk about it and we'll go from there. Not only will this help us, but it also puts eyes on your business. Uh, and there are a number of people that are part of our community that will either they're either here today live or will will see it later through the replay or catch the podcast. And so if they're not local to the Greenville, South Carolina area, but you know, I would imagine that they also may have some gently used shoes that they're willing to donate. Can they ship them to a particular address? Can you Thank share you a little bit about that? that? Sure. Last year we got shoes from New York, Detroit, <laughs> Virginia, I think Tennessee. Um we got boxes and boxes of shoes. People literally send boxes and boxes of shoes from their wow. state. As we speak, I'm working with two schools, one in Washington, D.C., spoke with the principal yesterday. They want to get involved. Got a phone call from Alaska last month. They have 4,000 pairs of shoes they want to get to me. So we're working out the logistics with that. A shoe store in Alaska, 4,000 what they consider previous year shoes that are brand new, but they're previous <laughs> year. <laughs> We'll take them. We'll so, take yes. them. <laughs> yes. If you're willing to get the shoes to us, we'll take them. But uh, let me be very transparent. You would need to put the cost of shipping the shoes to us. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, people all the time saying, I want to send, I want to send, I want to send. Keep in mind, we're a nonprofit. Yes. Our work is to actually aid others. So we don't have the resources to pay for you to give us something, if that makes yes. sense. But no, it makes perfect sense. Take those shoes. By all means, send them to us. This is amazing. Tammy, you are, I've always thought you were amazing, but you are, you are such an inspiration. And um, I am feeling this deep connection to wanting to support you and Footprints in Africa. So I'll be reaching out, finding some ways in which we can do that. Um, but um, thank you. Thank you for your, your vision. Thank you for your heart for people. Um, I'm going to give you the last final 60 seconds or so to close this out in whatever way that feels appropriate for you. If there's anything I haven't asked you about that um, you have some energy that you want to socialize, I want you to do that at this time. And before I turn it over to you, I want to thank this community for showing up week after week. If this has been valuable to you, then share this podcast, vodcast with others so that they also can be aware of all the information that's been communicated today. Tammy, close this out. Again, thank you guys for being here. Um, I just want to say that I don't want you to think that whatever you have in mind, if something is tugging at your heart um, based on this conversation here, you have a question about something, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, no deed is too small. No deed is too small. And I'm always grateful for those that um, see the vision, believe in the vision and want to connect to the vision. And so uh, I'm open to conversating with you. If you have something in mind, something that you feel will propel us to the next level, something that will help our mission and vision get out to the mass masses, uh, I'm definitely open to having a conversation with you. You can send me a message. You can give me a call. Um, let's talk about it. Let's see how we can make things happen in such a great way that actually helps our people. Thank you.
Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Tammy. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here today. We hope to see you back here next week for another show of Intentional Conversations podcast. Have a great and safe weekend. And once again, happy, happy, happy Black History Month. Yes. Take care. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.